Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. It's your host, Katie Zaccardi, and I am so excited to introduce my special guest today. Today, I am chatting with Makaya Ree. Makaya is a singer-songwriter, indie artist, and musicpreneur whose goal is to create positive community through her music. Now, Makaya is also a former client of mine, but that's not why we're talking today. We're talking because she just released a song called Unfiltered Me, and man, you have to hear the song, you have to hear her story, you have to hear all the work that she's done to create a supportive community for other people out there based on her story, based on her music. It is incredible. I am so proud of her. I've loved working with her and I've loved seeing everything that she's done. Her passion is unmatched. And she, again, is creating a community for people to feel safe and supported in, which is just amazing. Now, it's May. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. Happy spring, everybody. In celebration of all these things, I am doing a four-part series where I'm interviewing women in music, female artists, who are sharing their music, their songs, and their stories around mental health, coming together, and being supported. And we do have a couple stories in there as well, talking about experience with coronavirus and supporting people through that because that is all super relevant right now and important to discuss what we're actually going through and how that impacts our mental health and, you know, feeling lonely, feeling isolated, things like that. So I'm really pumped to have Makaya kick us off for the first part of our series today. Before we dive in, really quickly, I want to mention that my course, From Stress to Success, is open for enrollment now. So if you are feeling really overwhelmed in your music career and in your life, if you're feeling the stress and the fear building up around coronavirus and this time that we're all experiencing right now, if you're feeling like you don't know how to manage your time and your energy and you have so much going on that you're not sure how to balance it, and if you feel like you just have a lot of self-doubt and maybe even some imposter syndrome of feeling like you're not good enough, creeping up all the time when you try to do music, then this course is for you. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet so that we can get to the interview, but I want you to head to bit.ly slash from stress to success to get more information on the course, see if it's a good fit for you, and come over and join us. Enrollment ends on Sunday, May 10th, so you only have a few more days to get in on this. Trust me, you do not want to miss out. All right, let's go ahead and dive into our episode with Makaya Ree. Hey Makaya, and welcome to the Out to Be podcast. Hey, Katie. I'm so excited to be here. I am really pumped to talk to you because we've actually worked together and I see you do amazing things while we're working together and afterwards. And you are now releasing, or by the time this comes out, it will have been released, a new single called Unfiltered Me. So I'm really excited. Normally I would have a conversation like about people's lives and stories and then sort of talk about the song at the end. But I have such a strong feeling based on what I know about you. (laughs) This song, it really ties into your whole story and it's going to be applicable as like why you wrote it and kind of why it came up based on the story that you've um, gone through. So before we get into all that, why don't we start by just having you introduce yourself, who you are, what you do. Yeah. I'm Makaya Ree. I'm an independent artist, singer, songwriter, and musicpreneur from Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I started really 
I've been doing music my whole life, but in the past, I would say about nine months, I've started my own music business. I've, um, I'm releasing my second single and I also just recently launched my Patreon. So that's kind of a little bit about me, about what I do. And yeah. Now, I love that you call yourself a musicpreneur. Yeah, is what I get from all my clients, right? And you say like in the past few months, uh, or the past year or so, really, you've really started and grown your music business. Can you explain what you mean when you say that to our listeners? Yeah, so up until, um, up until this point, I was... I was a college grad or I was in college for a long time. I had done music in high school, you know, growing up in the Nashville scene. It's kind of just an easy thing to get into. And so I I have been doing music on and off. I've always known that I wanted to be an artist and I wanted to be a songwriter and I wanted to be connecting with people. Um, but really something just shifted for me recently where I just kind of made that choice to go all in and invest in myself. So about about last July, that's when I hired my first music business coach and kind of started working on the plan of, you know, who did I want to be as an artist? What right. do I want to create? And then uh, through that, I started recording singles again. I was working, um, I just had a couple opportunities to work in some different things, but Mm -hmm. Then I kind of started working with you and that was also really fun and really helped me go from just, I think someone who is super stressed about music all the time to someone being like, Hey, I actually, I am a musicpreneur. I do own a business. I do know what I'm doing and I'm going to start acting like it. Um, so that's just kind of been the shift for me. And before this, I spent three years. This is kind of my fun fact. I spent three years traveling with an acapella group. We did about 200 shows a year. So it was all oh, while cool. I was in college. Um, so that was also a very fun kind of quirky thing to do. So yeah, so I just, I love all aspects of music. I love the songwriting piece. I love getting to really just connect with people. Um, also just creating music. I love being in the studio, live shows, the marketing aspect as well. That's like what I got my degree in in college. So yeah. Yeah. I love it. The context. <laughs> I love it. So most people who have listened to this podcast, you've heard me say it a million times that your music career is a business. And yes. I love having you on though, so that you can kind of show what that looks like, not just hearing it from me, but in practice. And I, it's been so awesome to see you make that shift of not only are you a person who loves performing, loves writing, loves creating a community, loves sharing a message, but you've made that shift to really be able to make money from it, right? Because that's what it yeah. is, like, and, and operate from a business perspective and be able to do the strategy at 100% and kill it and do the creative and really um, write from your heart, sing from your heart, perform from your heart. And you have just cultivated this very, very well-rounded um, and sustainable music career because you've worked on all that. So I want to talk a little bit about like your brand and your story, because this, I think plays such a huge part into why you've gotten so far. And of course, into your music. So tell us what was the beginning of your journey with mental health, with wellness and mindset? Yeah, I have to say for me, my mental health journey really began strongly in college and I wish it had started sooner because it probably would have saved me a lot of uh, a lot of struggle in life. But when I got to college, it was just really this this crazy time for me. I went from 
and I went to college pretty early. So 17 year old had, had the big dreams, was so excited about everything. And I'm a pretty positive person in general, but that college was really when I started experiencing pretty intense anxiety. And I had never heard the term, you know, anxiety growing up. I had never heard mental health. Like I didn't, I didn't know these things existed. So I just kind of thought the way that I handled things was normal. Like I knew when I'd watch my friends, I knew that like they didn't understand how I'd process things or that I was like, I don't know why I get so down and so like why I'm literally like shaking and can't eat and all these different things. And so I remember being in a college class and literally it was a public speaking class and someone started doing their speech on generalized anxiety disorder. And I was like, what are they talking about? This is how everyone lives their life. Mm. Um, <laughs> and from there, you know, that's really when I decided to seek out uh mental health help and get counseling and even just try to figure out like, Hey, why am I not listening to my body? My body is telling me yeah. like that I need to slow down or I need to, you know, stretch, like I need to eat. And it's telling me these things and I'm not listening. And especially I went right into, I was in this performing group. And so it was such a great experience. Um, doing acapella. It was like a 16 person group. We had the tour bus, we'd travel around every week and it was awesome, but it was also a very, um, very just stressful environment because you were, you were expected to perform. There's no, we always call acapella singing without a net, you know, <laughs> there's no band to cover you if you really just screw up. And I think that's where for me, why I'm so passionate about the mental health message in my music because almost for who I am as a person, there's not like a separation between those two yeah. things in my mind. Um, because I also struggled with a lot of, of stage fright and just perfectionism and imposter syndrome. So all these things tied in because for me being so passionate about music, when something would go wrong or I felt like I failed or I felt like I didn't measure up, that really caused my mental health as a person to just spiral. Um, and so that's, that was really where this all started for me. So you mentioned feeling like you can't eat, feeling like you would get really, really stressed out and notice that your friends weren't quite reacting to things the same way you were. What were some of like the triggers that would cause the anxiety or some of the places and ways that you really saw this manifesting, especially at the beginning? I think for me, some of the triggers were like, for example, if we'd have a performance coming up, I would literally not be able to sleep or eat and I would shake and I would just get so, so very stressed. Like I would feel sick to my stomach and not to the normal amount of, you know, you're a little nervous about the show. But for me, I was just so wrapped up in all these mind games of like, everyone's going to hate me. I'm going to make a fool out of myself. Like nothing is going to go well and almost like setting myself up for failure in a lot of ways. I, I still get that normal kind of excited energy when I get on stage. That's that's what everyone else I feel like around me was experiencing. But for me, it was almost this like intense emotional trauma sometimes of just expecting the worst to happen and the rug to get pulled out. Mm -hmm. So that was one thing. And then even just a lot of times social settings, um, I would, I would just be 
so ready at the end of the day to just like come home and hide in my room and like shut people out and not just, I'm a pretty social extroverted person. So for me, it was more like I would just sit in my room and cry, you know, and just really berate myself for, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you missed that note. And I think there's a, there's always an aspect as artists where we, we want to do our best, but really it got to the point where I would just repeat over and over and over again in my mind, like you screwed up that note, you were flat, you, you forgot to do the hand motion, whatever it was that we were doing. And that just would become like an intense cycle. And from that, I would start not just believing not believing things like, oh, I messed up, but I would start being like, well, maybe I just don't have something that everyone else has. Maybe I'm just not good enough, not as a singer, but as a person. And so that's kind of where my mind would spiral and these things started manifesting. And then physically, I would break out. I would get really bad acne. Um, I would I would feel like the physical stress and drain on my body. I would even be more susceptible to getting sick sometimes. And so that was kind of where I was mentally and all while I'm functioning this way while doing 200 plus shows in college. Which is crazy. Yes. Because <laughs> you don't, your body has no room to breathe or take a break, right? It's just like right. stress piling on stress, piling on more and more stress. Yes. And that's why I think it's just so important is I, I think too, though, I did begin to see it. Like once, when you start recognizing the signs in yourself, it's really hard to like see that in other people but as artists I've noticed it's almost like a tendency for us because because we are creatives and we know how to take our pain and turn it into art but sometimes we kind of live in that pain or we are either that or we're really high achiever people Mm -hmm. and so we feel like we we can't slow down like we can't we couldn't possibly you know do less shows. We couldn't possibly put off recording that single to take a break. Like we have to do it now. We have to be doing everything. And so just that whole mindset and culture, I think is really being ingrained right now in, in artists in general. Yeah. So what was like the breaking point for you when you were in college and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm doing 200 shows every show. I'm like having a panic attack. I feel terrible. I'm overthinking everything. What was the like real turning point or moment where you were like, I need to do something about this? Yeah. I remember after like a specifically just intense tour where we'd been on the road for 20 days straight and just getting back and being so exhausted and so drained and almost getting having, I think it was that point where I had that realization of like, I'm living my dream and I'm not enjoying a single moment of it. And if this was a thing that was, I thought was going to make me happy or thought that was going to like fulfill me and I'm miserable and like, I just don't know what to do with that. And so that was kind of from there and through some friends who were just super awesome and were like, Hey, we see what's going on. You need to do something about this. That's kind of when I made that shift of, you know, I'm going to start, figuring this out. Like I'm done letting my, my body go to waste. I'm done letting my emotions just run all over me. But it was just really that like first step, that process. And I think it was more of an acknowledgement for me because I'm, I'm kind of the person who likes to minimize things like it's fine. Everybody's stressed, you know, it's, it'll pass. And so I think that was that moment when I acknowledged like this isn't passing. And if I'm going to ever like, find enjoyment in life, if I'm ever going to find fulfillment, 
mm-hmm. I can't keep living this way. Yeah. So what was the step that you take then? That was when you started going to therapy, right? Yeah. That's when I started going to counseling. Um, and then once I, I also ended up, once I finished uh, with that group, because it was a season of life, you know, college is crazy. Um, but really I started getting into mental health. Like I started trying to learn as much as I could about things that could be triggers, like even simple things like, oh, get enough sleep, drink enough water. I really started getting into yoga and that was a huge release for me and just found that um, just my body and just my emotions and my mental state was so much better after I would do that. And I think too, for me, it was a big thing about who I let into my life because part of the reason I was experiencing this was I kind of ended up getting stuck in these like toxic work relationships where these people weren't awful, but it was just, they were operating out of their own stress and striving and it was not creating a good place for me creatively. And it wasn't creating a good place for me just as a person with my mental health. And when you're around those people who don't value it or who are kind of from this, uh, this, I don't really know how to respectfully say it, but this kind of older generation sometimes <laughs> yeah, like that different that, mindsets, like different yes. perspectives, they, they belief systems we can yes. call it. Yeah. Yes. And so that's really why when, when I started my business, I knew I've, I've already done the machine, you know, I'm over that. I want to create something that I can actually sustain and enjoy and be happy at. Yeah. That's also doing what I love. So what were some things that you've done since then? Obviously your brand is really focused around the importance of mindset, positivity, and confidence. And you really radiate that. Like you really show that it comes through in your brand and in the music release. What are some of the things that you've done and still do now to really maintain that and to support yourself in those areas? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. Um, The first is I prioritize my mental health over my productivity, which I always have to check myself with. But I literally, when I started my business, wrote a couple rules for myself. Love it. And one of those was if I need a break, if I am experiencing like acute anxiety, if I have things going on in my personal life, like I get to take a break. And in fact, it's required that I do so because I can't show up best for my followers, for the people who support me, if I'm not at my best, especially when this is what I'm telling people to do. So I'm going to practice it because if there's one thing I can't stand, it's someone who's hypocritical. Um, So being able to just practice that, I really do prioritize. And so even there was a time last week when I was prepping for this single and it was just starting to get overwhelming. And so the old kind of me would have just pushed through, would have cried a lot, you know, stayed up all night, felt like crap the next day where this, I literally was just like, you know what? We're putting the laptop down. We're going to go watch some TV. We're going to go have a drink. We're just going to calm down. It's going to be okay. And it was amazing because then the next day I woke up and it was like the problem, it's not that the problems had gone away, but I was fresh enough to actually handle a situation and be like, oh, this actually isn't so overwhelming. It's sending an email. I'll be fine. (laughs) So that's something I do. Also, I think a big thing for me is just finding rhythms within 
the business that like kind of help feed your soul? Because there's obviously certain parts uh, when you're when you're working or you're running a business where you're going to have to do tasks that you're not just like super excited about. You're going to have to get on Instagram. If you don't like Instagram, you're going to have to send emails. If you don't like emails, it's like those little things, but I really try to keep 80% of my work kind of things I enjoy and things that give me energy instead of just having everything be draining for me. For example, one of the things I get to do each week is my happy little text. And that is my texting service where people sign up. I send them a couple intro uh, texts, a little bit about my story, but then I I just send out a text every week that's either an intention or an encouragement or just a reminder that they're awesome. And every week I get to type that out. I get to send it to people, get their responses and answer. And that just really helps me thrive. And it helps me get in a good place mentally because when you're practicing gratitude and you're helping to serve other people, that just gets you in a really good place. So that's something I for sure love to do. And then Another thing, and I feel like this was something that you really helped me with, Katie, when when we were working together, was to remember to actually be creative and mm-hmm. do music, because <laughs> music is a huge part of, you know, how I process my emotions and how I, like, have my creative outlet, and if I focus so much on the business that I'm forgetting to actually be an artist and be a songwriter, or even just have that unstructured time to get creative, then then it's like, what am I even doing this for? Yeah. <laughs> like, this yes. is the point. <laughs> yes, I love that. It's so true. I think that one of the biggest struggles I see with women in music is that like, they don't know how to balance the creative with the admin. And it makes sense. I mean, even as a business owner, like I totally see the ebbs and flows. And when I say business owner, well, all artists are business owners. So I need to check myself there. But what I mean is like, I'm not necessarily releasing music right now in my business, but I am still creating content and programs and stuff like that. And I think with any business, you find that up and down of like feeling really creative and then being really deep in the strategy. And as artists, like your whole business is based off of that creative. So we want to really highlight the strategy and utilize the strategy and the foundation to get you moving forward and to bring in money and, and grow your fan base and all those things. But without the art, without the creativity, you have nothing to even promote or sell there or anything like that. So I love that you brought that up. And I love the part about fun too, because I think, and like balancing the things that you (laughs) want to do with the things you don't want to do, because I always tell my clients, make it fun, right? If there's something you're dreading, how can we make this fun and or easy for you? But you're right. There is always a balance there. There's going to be things that you're like, this is going to serve me and I'm just going to do it anyway, even though it's not my favorite thing. And I think that's so important to keep that perspective in mind. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you think about it, we put so much pressure on ourselves. I think sometimes we tend to forget that we're human a little bit, especially I feel like, I don't know why, just the women that I talk to who are also artists, like we feel this need to be constantly producing. It's almost like in my mind, there's this idea of like a ticking time bomb of, you know, one day I'm just going to suddenly run out of time. And every time I start to feel that way, I've just been reminding myself like, no, like, okay, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're going to release this. No one likes it. Well, guess what? You've got 10, 20, 30 years to keep releasing and making music. Like there is no limit unless you put that limit on yourself. And so just continuing 
to, to, I don't know, just enjoy things and stop feeling so rushed. That's just been a big thing I've been working on even this week. Yeah, a hundred percent. So you just released a single called Unfiltered Me. Tell us about what the song is about and what the journey and message behind it really came from. Yeah. So Unfiltered Me, the first time I kind of came up with that, that little title was in college. And I just remembered the idea, um, just kind of popped in my head and it really resonated with me. And uh, in college, especially, I struggled a lot with just body image and just did not love how I looked, did not love myself. And especially then realizing, you know, with social media and whatever, it's easy to throw a filter on something and it gets lots of likes or you can act like everything's fine. And so kind of this idea that I realized I was filtering my life and my emotions way too much for other people and just even was not okay with the unfiltered version of myself. So that was kind of just this thought process as I started kind of sifting through all of this. And then uh, there was just... It was last, oh gosh, I think it was last August around then that I sat down at the piano in my house. And I always say there are some songs you write for other people and some songs you write for you. And this just happened to be a song that I wrote for me, but I think will resonate with a lot of other people. Yeah. But just sat down at the piano and started playing and this melody just poured out. And it was just this idea of like, I don't want to keep carrying this weight of having to be perfect. Like I'm tired of it. It is draining me. It's exhausting me. Like I don't, I can't, I have to learn to just like strip it back and be able to love the unfiltered me to love me. So that was, that was kind of where the chorus came from. And then a couple of weeks later, I sat down another time and I was just being super critical. And I wrote this line, I'm my own worst critic sometimes. I know how to tear myself apart. And it just kind of all worked. And that's where the song just really came together. I was able to finish it fairly quickly. And it just was such a freeing process to put these words on paper and to get to sing them and hear other people uh, just resonate with them. I got to share it at an open mic and it was crazy. I had people coming up to me just being like, I really love that song. I resonated with it. And I think the crazy thing is, you know, I obviously wrote it for me. It was a lot about appearance. It was about music. It was just about even little things, my personality, but everyone has this like different take on it, which I love. Mm. I'll have people coming up and being like, this is how I feel in my music. Like, I feel like I can't just write what I want to say. And I'll have other people being like, yeah, I, I like don't know how to be vulnerable with other people. Like, I just don't know how to do that. And then I'll have other people, you know, come up and it'll mean something about social media to them. So it's just been an awesome experience before it's even released and recorded of getting this feedback and seeing how much like this message just resonates with other people right now. Yeah. And I think it's a perfect example of how music is really healing. Like clearly you went through somewhat of a healing process while you were writing it and sharing it and people who are listening to it are also going to experience that. So for anyone who's listening, and by the way, we'll make sure you all hear the song. Um, but for anyone who's listening, who's like, I already feel like I resonate with the story behind this. And I totally feel you. Like I feel you. And I feel like I also am in a place where I want to be able to embrace 
my imperfections and like choose myself, but it's hard. What are some words of wisdom you would give to these people mm-hmm. or some tips and other things that really helped you work through that? I would say be patient with yourself, but go ahead and start the process. I think too often we want to wait until we can just have it all together and we can wake up one day and say, oh, I just love myself. Nothing bothers me. That was not my journey. Um, There were definitely days though where because I was aware of it, I knew I had that choice. So uh, when that thought would pop into my head, you look really fat. You probably shouldn't release this video. (laughs) I would have to literally sit myself down, take a beat and say, okay, where is this coming from? Why are you believing it? And what are you going to do about it? Are you going to let this thought stop you? Are you going to let some people's perception of you or judgment that they may or may not even be thinking keep you from doing what you're made to do? And then I would say another big thing for me was there were people in my life who were definitely playing into this uh, this kind of toxic situation in my mind. And so even there were just different people that I had to stop listening to and be like, no, I'm even past things that have been said to me. I think a lot of times we can, we can cling to that one person in third grade said this about me or that one person in college, you know, said that, said I couldn't sing, said I wasn't this. And we'll, we'll hold on to that a lot longer. And so learning to forgive yourself and forgive that person, it's not for, you know, it's not for them. It's for you just letting go, literally being like, okay, I'm, I'm not accepting that. And I think that's the thing. If you go back a lot of times when we feel like this or our self-worth, we have to go back to what was the lie that I initially believed about myself. And I feel like Katie, you do a great job of helping your clients do this of like, okay, but what's really going on? It's, it's, it's not that you're afraid to charge someone for a concert. It's that you don't believe you're worth people showing up for like, what what's going on there and so really taking that time when those thoughts come across and digging a little deeper to the root and then choosing to address that head on so if my root is you know i don't believe that i'm worth showing up for then i start i really write down the opposite and i put that on my mirror i put that on my car and every day i say i'm worth people showing up for i'm worth that and then slowly over time i think there's a real power when we speak things out we start to believe it and we start to accept that truth and it really does just change the way we think and it changes you know how we do that and then i guess the last thing i would suggest would be either to if you're really struggling intensely with mental health, there are so many resources for counseling and different things like that. Or maybe it's like me after a while, it was more music related, a coaching program like Katie's <laughs> shameless plug is super <laughs> great. Like don't be afraid to invest in what you need because it's going to help you in the long run. Yeah. So if you feel like you keep getting stuck in these cycles and it's holding you back, don't, don't feel like, oh, it's just my mental health. It's just this thought process. Like do something about it. Take that active stance, believe in yourself, invest in yourself and watch the changes that will happen in your life. 
I love that. And I'd actually love for you to say a little bit more about how investing, not just in my program, but in general, <laughs> has made such a huge difference in your journey. Because I think it has. And I think that investing for me too has been super powerful. Like I really do believe you can make so many strides forward so much faster than you could if you would do it alone. Plus, you get the support aspect of it. So you're not actually doing it alone, but I'm curious right. what your perspective is. Okay. Well, I will say investing is so scary at first. Like, I'm just going to be honest for me, it was yeah. like terrifying. Um, because one, you, you kind of have all these things going around in your head. Like, uh, what is my crazy, you know, relative going to think when I tell them I invested or maybe I'm not going to tell them, you know, that kind of thing. All these people who are like, ah, oh, that music, that whatever, your mental health, the hobby, whatever, just kind of those <laughs> negative vibes. And so yeah. you have, you have the external pressure, but then also you have kind of that internal pressure of like, oh, can I, can I really do this? Can I afford this? Am I going to make this work? Will it even matter? Will I've wasted my money. I could have just you know, bought a new single or something like that. And so the thing that really, really sold me was after kind of doing some trial and error and I was willing to make investments in like music, but there's something different about investing in a coaching program or investing like in yourself directly where, I don't know, you just realize it's just such a big step because you're not just saying like, oh, I'm willing to invest in a song I believe in. It's like, I'm willing to invest in me because I believe in me and I want this for the long term. I think that's the biggest thing is like, if you're just in this for a hobby, like investing is probably not for you. But if you, and I'm talking to the person who's listening right now, who's got that like burning passion, just that, that thing that you know you're supposed to be doing more, you know, like you were destined for greatness. You can just feel the songs and the messages burning inside you. And you just really are wanting to get to the next level and you're tired and of being held back. That's when like you're ready to invest because not only are you, you're making like a commitment to yourself and to your coach that you're going to see this through. And sometimes that's all we need. I don't know about you, but like if no one's holding me accountable, I'm going to procrastinate, you know, but if I know that I'm meeting with my coach or that I've paid good money to do this program, like, it's just something as humans, like we don't value what we don't pay for. And so when you choose to actually take money and invest in something, it's crazy. And I just feel like I say this all the time because yes, investing helps me, you know, get my business together, form good habits, all that. But it was crazy when my energy just kind of shifted and my focus, how many other completely random things just fell into place where I just randomly needed a video producer and one messaged me on Instagram. And it's just like, to me, I just don't see that as coincidence. It's like when you choose to invest and you choose to start doing this path, like you're setting yourself up for good opportunities, for things to come your way. Like if you're just sitting at home thinking, oh, well, I just don't have the resources and I just don't have the same opportunities as everyone else and it's never going to work for me. It's right. You're right. It's never going to work for me. But when you start to truly believe like I'm in this and I'm worth investing in, 
I'm going to work really hard to see these things come to pass. I'm going to shift my focus. I'm going to start believing for good things. Like that's when it starts happening. And I just, I know from personal experience, that's what's happened in my life. And I've just seen that happen for other people as well. Oh my God. Mic drop (laughs) on all of that because (laughs) that was perfect. I mean, you can't give a perfect answer on a podcast interview, but that felt very perfect. <laughs> um, which I shouldn't say because we're talking about like unfiltered me loving your flaws, oh, wow. but <laughs> but I agree with you. I think I mean I think a lot of people when they see me sharing about my programs, they assume that I've like never felt scared to invest either, right? <laughs> it's scary just because you have something to offer and that you have you know, invested in X amount of things, it never gets less scary, especially as the amount gets higher and higher or the time gets higher and higher. Um, but I, uh, everything about that was so perfect. And I think that it's so true. Like you can invest in a song, you can put a song out there and you can detach yourself from that. But if you really want to get far as an artist, then you need to be investing in yourself and you need to be treating yourself like you are the art because you are and people are not just listening to your music for the music they're also invested in you and following your journey and want to see you grow and you thrive not to mention the fact that your music can't really grow if you're not growing so uh, so juicy so good (laughs) okay Well, you've already dropped like so many wisdom bombs all over us today, but is there anything else that you would add to someone who's listening and and is in the same place as you or resonates with your story or any other wellness tips or tricks or anything you want to share with people that can help them along their journey? To just share kind of like a candid look into my life. Um, Last night I was recording an Instagram live and it was really great. I was, you know, interviewing with um, another coach and I was just sharing some of my story again. And it was so funny because immediately after I got off the call, I had this huge moment of like complete imposter syndrome where I was like, what are you talking about, Micaiah? Like you, like, is this actually, you're, you're being so confident. You're acting like you, you know, these things. And I had to have that own, my own moment of like, yeah, because this is your story. This is your life. Like you work it out. So just a reminder, like, this is not something that you do and it's done and it's like a one-time thing. And now I just never struggle with confidence and I never struggle with anxiety. The difference is now the moment I start to feel something like that, I, I just take a quick time out. I'm like, okay, Micaiah, what's going on? We're going to sit here and work through this because I don't want it to turn into a full blown panic attack two weeks later. You know, I don't, I don't want to get burnout. And so It's just, uh, it's always a good reminder that, I mean, just continue finding positive people. I mean, that's why I love this podcast and was so excited to be on it because I listen to this personally and I've always found like those days when you're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. No one gets it. I'm just, you know, whatever. I listen to this. It reminds me of all the things I just said. I'm like, oh yeah, wait, there are other people doing this. Yeah. I can, you know, I can make this choice. It's not so overwhelming. Everything's okay. And so I guess I would say if you're able, don't get discouraged if you do have those moments when you're first trying this out and it's like, oh, dang it. I, (laughs) I got stressed again. I got overwhelmed. I didn't handle that well. 
happens to me all the time, but we learn how to move on. And then also just secondly, to just find a community or inspirational stuff that you can add into your life on a daily basis. Um, and, you know, I'm always a resource for that. I know Katie has so many resources for that, but yeah, find people who you align with and get more of that in your life because you're going to need that extra support. You're going to need that inspiration. So don't, don't spend your time listening to, you know, stuff that doesn't inspire you. If you need to unfollow some people on Instagram and, you know, follow some new people, that's totally understandable. But yeah, if you, if you just really start on this, I'm just so excited to hear what comes from this because I, I know this has been huge in my life and I think Katie's a testament to that as well. And there's so many other artists who I'm meeting who are adopting this mindset and it's crazy to see how, how well they do. Yeah. I mean, all of my clients, I will totally like put on a pedestal and be like, look at what they've accomplished. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but I love that. I think it's so important to remember that you are not alone in this. And like I've said several times, you've really created a, and fostered a community that takes that to the next level. So tell us about your Patreon and how we can really stay in touch and keep up to date with you. Yeah, my Patreon is just a great way for people, especially if you feel like you've really resonated with this. I would love to have you over there. Um, I I kind of view Patreon as like my advanced social media because they're the ones who are really getting the full version of myself. My social media is kind of just the taster, but every week I do kind of a positive inspirational vlog similar to this. I release uh, covers, new music, but most importantly, what I love is just the getting the feedback and, you know, I'll do little check-ins like, hey, how's everyone's Friday going? Is anyone feeling overwhelmed? Do you need some support? Like, how can I, you know, as a musician be creating music, but also, you know, as a person be adding value to your life and um, just, it's, it's a fun community. It's a fun place to be. And right now I'm still running a special with we don't know how long this kind of crazy world's going to last, but I do have a limited time offer where I'm kind of offering some discounted rates and then I still have all of my normal Patreon. Um, but that's a great way to get involved. I also have my happy little text. Uh, it's just a free weekly text. So that's a great way that I personally love to get people involved. But yeah, Patreon, happy little text, social media. I'll still hang out with you there. It won't be quite as in-depth as Patreon, but you'll definitely still be getting some good nuggets now and then. So that's how you can stay in touch with me. Awesome. So we'll put your links in the show notes, but share your handle and your Patreon name with us just so that everyone yes. can look it up if they're just listening. Yes. My Patreon is Makaiaree, M-A-K-I-A-H-R-E-A. Um, and that's also my handle on Instagram, Makaiaree. Um, and you can, if you, once you go on Patreon, there's creator page. So if you just look up Makaiaree that's where I'll be. Awesome. Thank you, Makaya, for coming on today, for sharing your story, for being vulnerable, and for giving us so many good tips and takeaways that we can start to implement today. Yes. Thank you, Katie. I'm so glad we got to have this chat. And uh, just again, another plug, if you haven't worked with Katie before and you felt strong about this, Check her out. She's amazing. <laughs> you crack me up. Thank you, girl. And now here's Unfiltered Me by Makaya Ree. I 
What if the idea was never the goal? What if I was more than my potential? What if I finally bared my soul? I'm letting go of perfection, finding beauty in my reflection. Take away all the constant editing. No more masks to hide behind, just the raw image this time. Strip it all away until you see. Games. I know how to look like I'm together. So sick of striving to be something I'm not. Never enough, always needing to be better. Sorry, I'm forgetting these words. What if the idea was never the goal? What if I was more than my potential? What if I finally bared my soul? I'm letting go of perfection, finding beauty in my reflection. Take away all the constant editing. No more masks to hide behind, just the raw image this time. Strip it all away until you see the unfiltered me. Take away all the constant 